0: Brian Moffitt is with us now from NPR. And Brian, can you tell us what was announced today on Tuesday and, and how long it was in the works? So,
1: oh boy, I think we have been working on this concept for I would say almost two years now starting you know from the earliest uh, iterations uh, internally of how we kind of started to think about uh, how great it would be if we had listening metrics across all the places our podcasts were uh, enjoyed. So I can kind of take you all the way back there. So NPR has an app called NPR One, which you may be familiar with. Uh, and we have a reasonable audience for that, but I think uh, about a half a million people every month uh, use it, monthly active users. And I think it was around two years ago, uh, we started introducing podcast content into NPR1. Previously, it had been a lot of radio shows broken into segments and kind of pieced together based on listener preference. You you could mark things as interesting, or you could take signals from the user as to what things they listened all the way through, what things they skipped, to kind of create a personalized flow of of stories for, for users. And we put podcasts in there. Uh, and we realized pretty quickly that because of NPR1 being pretty much an always on platform where you're you're essentially streaming the content as you're listening to it you know we got very detailed anonymous information about how people were listening how long into an episode did they stay before they hit skip you know things like that, uh, which things got skipped more than other things, and and we learned that that was tremendously helpful as a publisher when we thought about what kind of content we're going to create or you know how we even uh, generate content. And just to give you a quick example, I think one of the cases that I'm not the expert in. Uh, if there's interest in this, we can hook you up with the editorial folks. But I know when we were launching the NPR Politics podcast uh, a year or so ago, there was kind of a question of how do you open a podcast to keep you know listeners interested the most do you sort of just start with some banter around the table and people talking or do you kind of dive right into the issues so with npr1 they were able to test two different versions and see which one actually resonated and there was a very clear winner and that was kind of the format we chose for the politics podcast so that kind of insight into how people are listening to the content helps us be a better
0: publisher without getting too technical in the the weeds there tell us how this new technology is going to work
1: Okay, so the challenge in the podcasting space over the last decade has been all of us have been circling around a better definition of a download. Uh, And this is largely because most of the places where people listen are not places that, you know, we control the distribution. So it's Apple Podcasts is the largest, and you've got a bunch of other apps uh, that distribute our content for free. And so all we know is that somebody – requested the file. And we know if the bytes were delivered successfully to that user, and that's kind of where we are with the IAB and the common definition uh, known as IAB v2, so we can all speak the same language about downloads. Um, that's been great. It's, I think, a huge step forward for the industry that we all have that definition. But we know there's downloads that don't get played. All you got to do is look at your own behavior. There's so much good stuff out there that you don't quite get to everything. We have good research that says people listen to most of what they download and that's been great. But what we want to get at is a way to understand from all those places where our podcasts are played which files that were downloaded actually got listened to. And I think it's really important to interject here. You know, we're not worried about who listened to it We're just worried that someone listened to it because you know, that's the information we don't have, and that's all we're really looking to, to get it. Same things we learned from NPR one, you know what kind of engagement are we getting with this content? Is it worth you know the distribution deals we're making with all these different platforms? are people listening to what they download? There's a tremendous cost to NPR and time and energy and money to make a podcast episode and to distribute it and to deliver those bytes to somebody. We just we kind of want to know if it was worth it. So in, in a quick overview, what we're talking about with remote audio data is actually very, very simple. Inside those audio files, which are typically MP3s, although it can be MP4s or other formats, all we want to do is put a little extra metadata that tells where the important points in the file are. Where are the quartile markers? Uh, where is like the halfway point? For our sponsors, where was the sponsorship starting and ending? Uh, so that we can have the podcast playback platforms, when listening happens at one of those points, just send us back a little ping that says, listening happened at that point. That's all we're asking for. Uh, It's hardly any data at all. We're not asking for any user information or PII. It's simply somebody listened at that point in that file, and that's, that's the basic metric we're looking to get back.
0: So uh, at the end of the day, will at, at some point, will you be able to tell uh, if there's a participating a hosting company like Spreaker or Blueberry or Libsyn, will, will you be able to tell, okay, this podcast was listened to, after they go through the download number, was listened to uh, an actual number 58 times or this podcast was listened to for 30 minutes 23 times? Is that how deep the numbers is going to get?
1: That's pretty much it, you know, and there's different variations of it. I think the the current spec that's out there right now is very, very basic. Right. You know, it's just a sort of step into this in a way that respects the user privacy so we can at least start getting something back. You know, not like minute by minute or second by second, but just something back. So that's exactly it. But it depends on kind of three things happening. Uh, One is publishers will need to encode the RAD tags into their episodes before they send them out into the world. So you know, that's t- sort of the basic starting block here. That requires effort from sort of the second group of people, which are the infrastructure companies, either the ad servers or the hosting companies, who generally are the last touch of that file. And particularly if you're going to be doing dynamic ad insertion, which most publishers do, that changes where everything is in the file. So you'll need to kind of reinsert the RAD tags just to make sure all the data is tight and, you know, this point is where you said it was. Those are the first two steps. And then the third step is all the places where podcasts are played will need to look for that data. And then when listening happens, securely send that ping directly back to the publisher so the publisher knows somebody listened to that file in that point.
0: Got gotcha. you. So do you think you're going to get um, all the major publishers or all the publishers to participate?
1: So the, the thing that makes me happiest about what we announced today is if you look at the list of companies that have committed to putting RAD on their 2019 roadmap, it's basically every large major ad server and a lot of the big infrastructure hosting companies. And I think that's really important because you know that that's kind of like laying the pipes, right, the, the plumbing, the, the the infrastructure needed for this to work. After that, it's actually quite easy for a publisher to put the information in to encode those RAD tags. And then, you know, NPR just announced we're going to deploy RAD pingback in our apps. Uh, there are a number of companies that indicated interest that are pretty large podcast playback platforms. And I could tell you we're talking to a lot more than uh, we're listed in here. They just mm-hmm. they haven't quite decided which way they're going to go yet. but. I'm optimistic because I think we've started in the right place. We've got a lot of publisher interest. We've got a lot of publishers ready to commit. We've got the infrastructure to get the tags in uh, for the delivery systems that exist today. And now I think it's just a matter of the players looking at the SDKs and realizing that it's actually not that hard to implement, and it totally respects user privacy.
0: Do podcasters need to do anything?
1: They'll need to work with a host that supports it or a vendor that supports it, I think, is step one. Uh, and if, in some cases, that's all you might need to do because uh, I imagine, you know, the AdWiz and Tritons and Panifleet of the world are going to try to make this as easy as possible for their customers. They'll have, you know, the encoding solution, the tag insertion. Then they'll probably offer capture the analytics for their customers. Uh, so I think that's probably the easiest thing to do if you're a publisher is keep an eye on which companies are supporting it. And then encourage all the places where your audience listens to your podcast to go ahead and, you know, adopt the, the, the sending of the data back.
0: Right, right now, if you're, um, you, you know, if you're using a major hosting company, it's, it's just, at least to my knowledge, it's somewhat easy to go to their site and check out your podcast and see how many downloads or listens you had. Do you have a vision for how it'll work eventually when there's enough data to uh, to read? You know, the more specific data for a podcaster, is it going to be the same thing? You're just going to go back to your hosting company and say, okay, now I know how many people listen for 30 minutes or how many people fast forwarded past the ad is, is, is it going to be the same process or will they'll, there have to be a different way of looking up all that data?
1: I think it could go either way uh, or maybe even both ways. I think most of those companies that kind of provide those analytics to you now, be it PodTrack or your ad server slash distribution company, you know, an AdWords or a Triton or a Panoply, they'll probably deliver a second metric alongside that uh, that is listened. So you'll be able to look at a show, in our case, like a Planet Money, see how many downloads there were. Uh, with whatever kind of metric definition we use which for us is the current IAB v2 standard so we'll be able to say here's how many valid downloads happened and then hopefully if we get wide enough adoption from the playback platforms we'll see and here's how many listens we
0: recorded should podcasters expect to see their numbers go down
1: that's a really good question. I think yes is the answer because I think anybody who looks at their own behavior realizes they probably aren't listening to everything they download. Right. When we look at our uh, research and our audience panels and you look at the share and the Edison data, people say they listen to most. And when I look at my own behavior, it's pretty much the same. Uh, but the problem is we just don't know. And there's no way to know because, you know, you don't have a holistic way to look at it across all the different places. And just to illustrate the problem, for NPR, the biggest podcaster in the world, Apple is the biggest place people listen to our podcast. It's just, I think, a little under 60% of our podcast downloads happen in Apple. The next biggest chunk uh, is 5%, and then 4%, and then 3%, and then 2%, and then 2%, and then 2 and then 1%, and then 1%. So it's there are so many places where people listen to our podcasts that – Uh, You know, it's it needs to be something that can work everywhere, not just one platform or one app solution to it.
0: Now, is Apple on board for this?
1: So I think we've said in the past, and I'll say again, we've been talking to Apple about this since day one. They've been a a very interested party in hearing about it. Uh, They're not in the announcement that you said. They're still kind of thinking it through, but they've been an active participant as we've developed this over the past two years.
0: Are you optimistic that they'll be on board at some point
1: I'm optimistic that I think everybody will because it just makes sense. I think right. one of the biggest issues that we've heard over the past two years as we work with you know dozens of companies around this is uh, will Apple do it and you know at the end of the day, I think Apple's going to do what's good for the ecosystem, and I think this is going to be good for the ecosystem and the industry because it's in nobody's interest to have you know downloads that aren't plate that's frankly a waste of resources it's a waste of space it's for users it's a waste of bandwidth for publishers uh, and you know it just it's not how most other mediums work So I think it's kind of inevitable we'll move there Will rad be the solution? I don't know I think we've always took taken the position that rad is the step that we think is possible because we've tried it and tested it and we've gotten a lot of broad support that it could be uh, If it's something else that's great if it's rad that's great I just you know as a publisher, I kind of need to understand, right. you know, how our content's playing out there.
0: What do you think this means for advertisers?
1: We've talked to a lot of them, uh, and I think they're very excited about it. You know, everybody is I I would argue pretty happy with the definition of the download as outlined by the IAB. We're all certainly conducting great business around that metric, and everyone's kind of built their ROIs and know that it works. You know, the repeat endemic sort of The direct response advertisers just keep coming back because it works, and we're getting a lot of new brand advertisers in, and I think they're finding success through research and and actual performance. Uh, But I think at the end of the day, everybody would love to actually have a tighter loop so they understand not just that the download made it to somebody, but, nay, we're talking about people who heard it and then comparing that to the actions they received. And I think at the end of the day what you're going to find, if we can get there, is that podcasting will be one of the most transparent and effective mediums that you, know, you could purchase as an advertiser.
0: How long do you think it'll be before we have some usable data and numbers? Will it be six months or nine months or a year or less than that?
1: So it's going to come in tiny slices. So the NPR One Android app is rolling out RAD support today. So if you're able to encode your files as a publisher and uh, receive the data, you can start seeing at least from NPR One uh, how uh, listening behavior looks for your content. And I think as more platforms turn on, it's just – a nice thing. The fire hose will just get bigger and bigger of the data coming back at you. Uh, my hope, my aspiration is that by the end of next year, 2019, 80% or so of the, the listening to our podcast is captured via rad! I think that would be great. I think we would be able to be a much better publisher. And I think the, the business models will be stronger.
0: And finally, Brian, how big a day is today for the podcasting space?
1: I think that's to be determined. I mean, me, I'm very happy. We've been working on this for a very long time. I think I am grateful that we've had so many companies uh, involved in this, eagerly involved, pushing it through in different working groups, thinking about all the different problems, you know, trying to come up with a solution that we think should be able to work for everybody. So I think that's great. There's been a lot of different ways to attack this, but I, I think – From what I've seen, this is probably the most holistic and probably the simplest way to attack it. So that excites me. But, again, it's going to depend on uh, how people adopt it from here. And I think the other thing is how many people get involved in the discussion. While we've had 30 companies involved to this point, we need 300. So if you're a podcast app, if you're a publisher, if you're a platform that hasn't been involved, go to the URL, get involved. Let us
0: know what you think. That's the point. We need to know what the roadblocks are. Brian, thanks for your time. Hey, no problem.